The Productive Woman, Episode 229. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to be talking about some things we can do to turn a bad day around. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 229. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks and by Warby Parker. To see how FreshBooks can help you manage your business finances, visit freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section to get started on your 30-day all-access free trial of this great cloud accounting service. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Warby Parker, which is a new sponsor for The Productive Woman. Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. They believe prescription eyewear shouldn't cost you more than a plane ticket or a new iPhone. So by circumventing traditional channels and engaging with customers directly through their website and retail stores, Warby Parker is able to provide high-quality, good-looking prescription eyewear at a fraction of the price. Their glasses start at just $95 a pair, and that includes your prescription lenses with anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. And what's really great about Warby Parker is they make buying glasses online easy and (laughs) risk-free. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it's true. They have a home try-on program that allows you to order five different pairs of glasses. They're shipped directly to your home where you can try them on in the comfort of your home and get feedback from friends, family, colleagues, the mailman, whoever whoever's opinion you care about on which pair of glasses looks best on you. You get five days to try those frames on and get used to them before sending them back using a free prepaid return shipping label with no obligation to purchase. It really could not have been easier. It was fun browsing the website for me. You know, I've, I've worn glasses since I was in fifth grade. And so, um, you know, looking through their website, looking at the different frame styles they have, and I picked out my five frames, they sent them to me in a box, I got to try them on, let Mike look at them and kind of decide which ones I felt like looked best on me. And then they've got the already addressed prepaid label, you just stick back on the box and drop it in the mail and it goes back to them. And I am as we speak, as I'm recording this waiting for my pair that I ordered to come back to me. They really make it easy. And it's 100% free to do this home try on program. The nice thing is that for every pair you do buy, a pair of glasses is distributed to someone in need. That's part of Warby Parker's corporate ethic. And I think it's great. If you have an iPhone 10, make sure to download Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new feature called Find Your Fit. It uses the iPhone 10's True Depth camera to map and measure your key facial features. And then using those measurements, Find Your Fit recommends, you know, 12 or so Warby Parker frames that are likely the best fit for your face. It's very seamless and takes only a few seconds. So I encourage you to give the Warby Parker Home Try-On program a a tryout. And when you find a pair of glasses you like, go to warbyparker.com slash TPW to order your favorite pair. They'll even call your doctor if you don't have your prescription handy. So that's Warby Parker, W-A-R-B-Y Parker, all one word, dot com slash TPW to get started with a free home try-on. And again, warbyparker.com slash TPW to find your perfect pair of glasses today. By the way, after you head to warbyparker.com slash TPW and place your home try-on order through that link, make sure to download the app from the iTunes App Store. They built this companion feature that allows you to take photos when your frames come. You can take photos, put them together into a video and share it with your friends and family to help them or or let them help you pick a winner. So give it a try and let me know what you think. 
Okay, let's get right into the topic for this episode. And you can probably guess um, where I got the idea, the inspiration to do this episode. You know, um, no matter how positive and upbeat we are, no matter how productive our days are, bad days come. You know, we all have them. And I was thinking about this recently because I was having one of those days. I was. I don't know, feeling down, feeling sad. There really wasn't anything wrong, but I just for a day or so was just feeling kind of bummed and sad. And it, it got me thinking about days like that. And what can we do to turn them around and turn a bad day into a better day? And so I started researching resources and ideas And then I realized, hey, the Productive Woman community is full of women with a lot of wisdom to share. So I reached out to the uh, Productive Woman community Facebook group and asked them, you know, what do you do to turn a bad day around? And I got well over 50 comments, close to 60 comments in a matter of just 24 hours or so with tons of good ideas. So I'm going to share some of the ideas and information that I got through my research and also some of the ideas that the women in the community shared. Now, as a a backdrop for this conversation, I want to make sure it's clear. I'm not talking about when there's a true crisis, there's a death in the family or a major illness or a natural disaster has hit your community or you or your husband have lost a job. Um, A lot of the ideas that we'll talk about here may help with a situation like that, but these are, those are much more complicated than what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about just one of those generally kind of bad days. And, um, and so hopefully some of these tips will help you as I've, I've taken notes off the, the things I read and the, the suggestions from the women in the community. So when I'm talking about a bad day, what am I talking about? Maybe maybe it's a physically bad day. You're not feeling well or you're you're sore or you're just exhausted. Or maybe it's just a mentally or emotionally a bad day. You're feeling sad, feeling kind of down, whether or not uh, it's because of some event or a situation that you can identify. You're just kind of feeling feeling low. Or maybe you're feeling shame because of something you did or something you think you did, or you're feeling crabby or annoyed, and and maybe there's a reason that you can put your finger on, and maybe there's not. Sometimes we just have days like that. I, I think, you know, one of, well, one of the things that I I think about a lot is we we sort of think that if we're having a bad day like that when we're feeling down or feeling crabby or whatever, we think that means something's wrong. And I've been thinking a lot about this because uh, Brooke Castillo in her Life Coach School podcast that I've mentioned before that I listen to all the time, she often says we're not, we shouldn't expect to feel up and happy all the time, that life is not like that. It's 50-50. You know, sometimes we're going to feel great, sometimes we're not. And the fact that we're not feeling great in any given moment doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong. So we'll talk a little more about that later. But in any event, whether it's a physically bad day, mentally or emotionally bad day, you know, lots of different kinds of things can result in us having a bad day. Leanne in the community said it pretty well. She said, for her, there are two kinds of bad days, those caused by things out of your control, and those with stuff that could have been avoided if if she says, if I had done things differently. And she goes on to say, I had one of the latter the other day. And in the past, this would have put me in a downward spiral of self-loathing and basically a barrage of inward verbal abuse, complete with lots of tears and despair. She says, my perfectionism would have ruined the day more than the mistake. And this time, she says, I just absolutely refused to go there. I said, so I made a mistake. I'll institute a system to keep it from happening again. And now I'll deal with fixing where I am now. Uh, And I just love this. We've all been there, haven't we? Where we've done something we wish we hadn't, and it's, we're dealing with the consequences of it. And that can certainly make a bad day. But as Leanne says, we can make it worse by beating up on ourselves about it. Leanne says, crazily enough, it was all okay and made the day so much better. 
Elizabeth said something similar. She says, it depends on what's making it bad. If there's an actual problem, like a mistake I made, then the only thing that helps me feel better is working on the solution to set things right. Anything else is avoidance and makes me feel worse. And I thought that was a really good point it, because that we do have those kind of bad days when something has gone wrong because of a mistake we made, something we said we wish we hadn't, something we did that was was a mistake. And the way we deal with that kind of bad day is maybe going to be different than some of the others. But either way, as Leanne points out, we can we can make it worse by beating ourselves up for it or we can just make a commitment to fix the issue, learn from it, and move on. Sometimes the answer when we're having a really bad day is going to be just to push through. You know, um, we're going to talk later about some ideas about self-care when we're having one of those bad days. But sometimes um, we can't just always check out when the day is bad. Children still need to be cared for. Our job still needs to be done. So sometimes the answer is going to be to try to change the way we're looking at the day. And, you know, that's mindset issues. And I think a lot of times, at least for me, a lot of times when I'm having a lousy day, it's a mindset issue. And there are things that we can do to to turn that around. We can make our day better, even if nothing around us changes, simply by changing our mindset. And the, the thing I thought about here was to remember to focus on the things we can control. If we're having a bad day because things are going wrong around us, not necessarily because of something we did, but just, you know, equipment's breaking down or people are being ugly or whatever, we can't necessarily control all of that. But if we focus on those things we can control, it's going to make the day better. We can control our attitude. We can control our thoughts. We can control our behavior and our reactions and our words. We can't control what other people do. We can't control what happens in the world around us. But those things we can control. And if we remember that, at least for me, when if I can remember, hey, the attitude that I take into this situation, what, however crummy the situation is, the attitude I take into it is 100% under my control. And that can make a difference. Lauren agreed. Her her comment um, in the Facebook group was, when she's having a, a bad day, she says, focus on what I can control. If it's a bad day at work, clean up my inbox, organize my desk, things I know will clear my head a bit and distract me from whatever it is that miffed me. If it's at home, Lauren says, I play with my daughter, watch something funny or share my angst with friends and family and lean on them for support. And that's going to be a common theme, by the way, as we look at some of the suggestions other women in the community had to share. Lauren says, I also try to really put things in perspective. This is just one moment in one day. I can't let it ruin everything else. It's not always easy, but grounding yourself can be a great way to gain perspective. And I thought that was great. Um, Thanks for that, Lauren. Anju, and I hope I'm pronouncing your, your name right, kind of agreed with what Lauren had to say. Anju said, it honestly depends on how bad the day was. I may just sulk in bed by myself for a bit, you know, and that's okay too. She says, I find that acknowledging the feeling and verbalizing it helps me get over it faster than just trying to move on. I may call a friend and talk it out. Sometimes I have to journal just to straighten out the mess in my head. Sometimes I have to go for a long walk and binge on podcasts or ebooks to drown out the voices in my head for a bit before I can address them. A whole lot of really great suggestions. We're going to get into more deeply on some of those as we go through the rest of the episode here. So remembering that to focus on what we can control. And sometimes the answer to changing our mindset is to take some action, do something productive, healthy, something good for us that can make a difference in our mindset. Kiki said she does something that she knows is good for her. And example she gave were like tidying up the house, baking a cake or going for a run. 
Alessandra says, I get something productive done. She says, honestly, if I'm having a horrid day, even if it's not till 11 p.m., if I get something I needed to do done, I always feel better. So, you know, checking something off your to-do list, something that's being hanging out there, gives you that sense of accomplishment that can maybe turn your mindset around. Corey does the same thing. She says, I add something to my to-do list I know I can get done. I do it and hope that momentum carries me through the rest of the day. I love that idea. Maybe you've got a miles-long to-do list and part of what's making the day bad for you is you feel like you're not getting any of the stuff done. Maybe you're waiting on other people. There, there may be reasons why you can't get those things done. So um, you know, Corey's suggestion is think of something you know you can get done and put that on the list just so you can get it done and check it off. Elizabeth, I loved this idea. Uh, Elizabeth, this is a different Elizabeth than the earlier one. She takes a proactive approach and actually prepares ahead of time for those kind of down days. She says, I made a list of do me good things categorized by time. So things she can do in five minutes, 15 minutes, one hour, three hours, or a day. And she says, as soon as I'm feeling bad, I pick one thing adapted to the time I have available, and I do that thing. I love that idea. So sitting down, maybe when you're not feeling crummy, and making a list of things you can do to make yourself feel better on a bad day, and kind of categorize them as she does. If you've only got five minutes to do something that would turn, maybe turn your day around, what might that be? And if if you haven't thought ahead of time, you may just sit and stare out the window because you're not going to be able to think of it in the moment. But having that list to go to, I think, is a great idea. A lot of people have the suggestion that when you're feeling bad, do something for someone else. Natalie Ekdahl mentioned this is something she does um, in our recent episode where she was our guest. She mentioned as something she does when she's having one of those days when everything's kind of going south on her, she'll do something for somebody else. And uh, uh, several people in the community suggested the same kind of thing. Abigail says, I start by finding something nice to do for someone else. Send an encouraging text message, sit and play with my baby or buy my husband his favorite snack. Abigail says, I find that shifting the focus off of my own feelings really helps me gain perspective. Love that idea. And Katerina said the same thing. It's nice to do something to brighten someone else's day when ours is going badly. Ronette said the same thing. Help somebody else. That can help turn our mindset around and shift our, our perspective on the day. Lots of experts and there were, you know, various articles I read and people in the community recommended when you're having a, a bad day, whether you're feeling down, feeling crabby, whatever it is, get outside for a while. Even if it's cold, bundle up and go outside for a walk. Several p women in the community recommended that. Erin said taking a, a short walk outside really helps her out. She also does some other things that we'll talk about more, like finding a friend to vent to for a few minutes, allowing herself a fancy coffee treat and a few minutes alone to just breathe and make a plan. Uh, but taking that walk outside can be a great time to, to do that, to just take a breath and maybe get a plan to deal with whatever's bugging you or getting you down. Fernanda said, um, ha had had a recent experience like this, having bad days. She says, today I woke up in a bad mood and sad as well. Not sure why. She says, I decided to go for a walk with my dog before I did anything else. It has helped and I feel like the rest of the day should go more smoothly. So just getting outside into the fresh air. Jenny and Lu Lucia, I hope I'm saying that right, both like to walk their dog and listen to a podcast. So I think that's a great thing to do. There's uh, lots of information about there about the good effects of being outside on our mood. Uh, and I, I'll put a link in the show notes to one article that I read that I thought was very helpful, 11 Scientific Benefits of Being Outdoors. And this article kind of goes into more detail and talks about how being outside in the fresh air and the sunshine will boost our energy. Natural sunlight actually helps mitigate pain. Being outside helps provide free aromatherapy because natural scents like roses, pine, freshly cut grass, things like that help us feel calmer and more relaxed. Being out in the sunshine, even if it's a cloudy day, 
uh, can help alleviate seasonal affective disorder. And for those of us up here in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, this may be an issue that contributes to a bad day that we're having. Seasonal affective disorder is, and this article defines it as, a reoccurring condition that's marked by symptoms of anxiety, exhaustion, and sadness. The article says doctors say spending time outside can lessen SADS, seasonal affective disorder severity, even if the weather is cold or overcast. So being outside can help. Other benefits are it, it restores our focus, helps us, as the article says, shrug off societal prof- pressures, allowing us to remember more important things like relationships, caring, and community. So this was a really good article. Like I said, I'll have a link in the show notes. If you're struggling and you wonder why would I want to go outside in the wintertime as it is up north? this article kind of summarizes those really well. So getting outside can really help turn our mindset around. Some other things we can do to help turn a bad day around all center around self-care, whether it's physical or mental or a combination of both, especially if we're not feeling well. If part of the reason it's a bad day is we're not feeling well. A lot of people uh, again, up here in the in the United States, even down here in Texas, we've had some cold, rainy, dreary days, and there's a lot of like colds and flu type things going around. And so just taking care of yourself on a day like that, giving yourself permission to, you know, cuddle up on the couch under a blanket with some warm socks on and watch Hallmark movies or something to let your body heal itself. And that can make a huge difference. But whether the bad day has physical causes or mental or emotional symptoms or a combination, taking care of yourself can make a difference. So, you know, pamper yourself a little bit. Bailey said, uh, I thought this was interesting. She said her mom used to say, stick a crab in water. So if you're crabby, get in water. And what Bailey said in response to that is that she's not a fan of baths, but she said taking a shower always makes her feel better. Deep breathing, time alone, metaphorically and literally washing things away. I you know, that's a great idea. So if you're having a crummy day, go take a bath or a shower and and kind of get a fresh start. Uh, Corrine says if she's having a mentally bad day, she reads very light books like Chick Lit. If it's physically a bad day, she takes a leave and gets some sleep and cuddling with her dog is high on the list. That's another recurring theme throughout uh, the comments that came in from the community. Um, Time with pets. Okay. Shauna talked about um, herself having a, a day where she just couldn't make herself get off the couch. And so she, she kind of dug into YouTube and watched a lot of videos. She said, by the time it got dark, and I had got nothing done, I forgave myself and let myself keep watching YouTube and documentaries. And it turned out for her and actually a pretty educational, inspiring evening on the internet. She got up the next day and was feeling productive and sorry, guys, this is just for the ladies. And she um, got her period that day and she realized, okay, that's why I was feeling so sluggish and down yesterday. My body and brain needed a day of R&R. Sometimes you got to pay attention to that thing, you know, to those signs when our bodies are just tired and that can make a huge difference. Fiona also recommends taking a shower, reading something trashy, and getting some sleep. Julia and several other people recommended some exercise and a glass of wine. And, um, you know, sometimes you just let the day go and, and start over the next day. Elena says she'll either go for a walk with a podcast or sit on her chair with uh, her chaise with with the newspaper and a glass of wine and just relax. So pampering yourself a little bit can make a big difference. A big one, a big recurring theme through um, the comments, and this was one I had already had on my list before I went to the community to ask for suggestions, is get some sleep. I honestly believe that a lot of the bad days we have are at least partly because we don't get enough sleep. Obviously, I'm not talking about bad days that are the result of something really awful that's happened, but just those run-of-the-mill kind of crummy days, 
I think a lot of times those are because we are chronically tired. We're, we're not getting enough sleep. And when we are not rested, everything is harder to cope with. I know you know that. Um, and so that's kind of a big one for me when I'm having a really lousy day is try to get to bed early or, you know, if the stars align, even try to take a nap. Several people in the community suggested that as well. Alicia said, take a nap. Betsy said she heard Robin Roberts speak a few years ago who said that her mom had told her if she was having a bad day, go to bed and end the day. And Betsy said she and her daughter often quote that sometimes you just need to call it and start over tomorrow. Going to bed early is often just what we need. And I agree 100%. Gina said, look at something you love and go to sleep. I like that. Get that, you know, find something um, that warms your heart, something that's important to you, something you love. And right before you go to sleep and take those thoughts with you. Jen says the same thing. She says, sometimes I just take a 20 minute nap and start over. Uh, And I thought that was great. Another uh, kind of on the other end of the spectrum from getting sleep when you're having a bad day is you can sometimes turn it around by getting some exercise. Teresa likes lifting weights that helps her kind of um, turn her day around if it's having a bad day. Emily says the same thing. Uh, For her, it depends on how bad the day is and how she's feeling because of it. But one option is to do a quick workout, have a nice healthy meal, and then take a hot shower. Uh, Then sometimes she'll also curl up on the couch with a cup of hot chocolate or tea, turn off the electronics, and, and, and just snuggle under a blanket with a good book. Uh, Beth suggested take going for a run, doing some meditation and having a glass of wine. Another one of our recurring themes. Uh, So we've got, you know, time with pets, sleep, exercise, glass of wine, those sorts of things. A lot of times I think for um, turning a bad day around, if we're having a bad day, whatever the cause may be, whether it's things that have happened that you can point a finger at and say that, you know, that's what's making my day bad. Or if it's just one of those days like I had, you know, uh, last week where just was feeling kind of down and sad and weepy all day for no reason, there was nothing wrong. A lot of times it comes from managing our thoughts. We've talked about this before, that the feelings we have almost... Setting aside the physiological kinds of things, the hormones that we as women deal with that affect can affect our emotions. Nevertheless, most of the in in most every case, the emotions, the feelings that we're having, whether it's the feelings we're having about you know the the impact of the hormones or the feelings we're having about the situation that has occurred how we feel about it is a direct result of how we're thinking about it. And so learning to manage our thinking is so important in how we experience our days. One of the things that I learned recently or relearned, I was listening very recently to an episode of Brooke Castillo's podcast. I mentioned her earlier. Uh, She did a couple of episodes on modern mental health. These are episodes 246 and 247 of the Life Coach School podcast. And I'll put links in the episode. I really recommend these in particular. They're, They're the kind that I'll listen to again to kind of get the meat of them. But she talks about the the five emotional skills that we need. And this sort of incorporate some of the things that other that I've mentioned already that women in the community have talked about. But in this episode where she's talking about the five emotional skills, she talks about the importance of us learning to process our emotions. And the first step in that, she says, is to learn to identify the emotion, give it a name. So instead of saying, oh, I'm feeling good, or I'm feeling, feeling bad, well, can you be more specific? I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling regretful. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling, you know, what, what if, find a, a really good identifier for what the emotion is you're feeling. That's, that's an important skill to, to be able to acknowledge what it is we're feeling. 
know where our emotions come from. They, they don't really come from our circumstances or from other people. They come from the thoughts we have about our circumstances or other people. And being willing to understand that, really recognizing that it's not the situation I'm in that's making me feel the way I feel. It's how I'm thinking about it. And I have control, not over the circumstances, but over my my thoughts. Uh, the third thing she talks about is learning to be okay with the feeling, whatever it is. And I mentioned this earlier, understanding, knowing, really deeply believing that whatever emotion we're feeling, good, bad, or indifferent, is not a sign that there's something wrong with us. If we have, because that's, this is something I really thought about when I was having this bad day earlier uh, you know, last week that well, what's wrong with me there, I, there's nothing, you know, my life is good. I, I have nothing to be sad about, nothing to feel down about, but learning to be okay with those feelings and, and just accept them. Feelings aren't right or wrong. They just are. And feeling bad about feeling bad just makes it worse. So when I'm thinking my life is good, I shouldn't be feeling bad like this, or I have nothing to feel bad about. That just exacerbates the problem. It makes the day even worse. So sometimes the answer is to, I think, sit back and say, you know, I'm feeling sad and it doesn't matter whether there's a reason for it it's okay to be sad sometimes. Life is like that. Our bodies, our minds, our, our emotions are like that. And just be, be able to sit and be feeling whatever you're feeling at the, at the moment and be okay with it. I think that can make a huge difference. When I was uh, when I, I realized that when I was having that bad day last week, it actually got better. I was still feeling sad, but at least I wasn't feeling guilty for feeling sad. You know what I mean? Uh, and and that it it made it easier. It made it better. All right. So uh, and learning those skills and being able to identify the emotions we're feeling and not beat ourselves up or criticize ourselves for feeling however it is we're feeling. Second thing we can do in managing our thoughts and turning those sorts of things around is start or add to a list of things you're grateful for. And we've talked about this many times in the episode, so I'm not going to go, you know, into that. I'll, I'll put some links to prior episodes where we've talked about the value of gratitude. But this is a, something that women in the community put out there. Um, Sherry starts a gratitude list or does, you know creates one when she's having a bad day. And she says, sometimes it's just five things. Other times I start a brain dump of all the things I'm grateful for, no matter how small, until my mood starts to shift. Again, this is that you know, taking, uh, managing our thinking and turning it from the negative and the criticizing ourselves for feeling bad to just turning our thoughts to something positive, to things we're grateful for. And Lucy says the same thing. Gratitude produces a real chemical change in your brain and actually changes your mood, not just putting a Band-Aid on it. And I thought that was great. Thank you for sharing that, Lucy. It was a, a good visual. So, learning to be okay with the emotions, identifying what it is and being okay with it, starting or adding to a list of things you're grateful for. Another way to manage our thoughts and kind of calm ourselves down is to breathe. Just take some a couple minutes to breathe or meditate. And several women suggested that this really helps them turn a bad day around. Anna says, if I have to reset my mind quickly, I find a quiet space, then close my eyes and breathe, meditating on my breath by focusing on filling and emptying my lungs for two minutes. It's enough to go from a negative mood to a positive mindset. And that's so true. And Anna says she works in a busy office, so she uses the shower room at her workplace and sits on a bench in there because it's free in the middle of the day and clean and distractionless. So I thought that was great. Beth and Monikia and Shauna all reiterated that same idea of taking time to meditate and pray. Shauna sometimes will do walking meditation. So combining that get outside and go for a walk with some meditation. Uh, Louisa says, 
she takes, does some deep breathing, and then she creates something. I love this idea. She says, I'm a crafter by passion, and crafting relaxes me so much. I can forget about anything once I get in the mood. And for others, perhaps it could be read a book, gardening, cooking, crocheting, knitting, painting, coloring, whatever is your hobby will certainly help you relax. So taking a few minutes to breathe deeply, and then doing something creative. And Amber does something similar. She'll do some yoga. She'll go on a walk, meditate on a Bible verse that she finds helpful, pray and journal. And she says, sometimes I use a combination of these things or taking even 10 to 15 minutes to do one of them will help. So I love that idea. Just taking some time to breathe, meditate, kind of calm yourself down a little bit. The next thing that's a a great suggestion for turning a bad day around and making it better is to talk to a friend, talking to someone kind of articulating maybe to someone else who will give you some gentle feedback, whatever it is that's on your mind, what, whatever the emotion is you're feeling, if you know where it's coming from talking about that. And that's something that I find helpful and several other women in the Productive Women Community Facebook group um, suggested this as well. Mirav, and again, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing your name right. She says, she'll talk to someone who can give me encouragement, like her mom or her husband. Chris does the same thing. Connecting with a loved one helps her. My husband, children, girlfriends, and granddaughter all make me happy. Ruth says, I debrief with my best friends, or sometimes just writing it all down and sharing it tends to clear it from my mind. Great ideas there. Rachel talked about the same kind of concept of talking with someone else, depending on, and for Rachel, it depends on what the bad day is. She says, if it's a bad work day, connecting more with my family helps most, as does reflecting on my previous successes and my current strengths. And she says, if it's a bad day in terms of family, connecting with my girlfriends helps me the most. So who who is the the best person to talk to kind of may depend on what kind of bad day it is. Kelly also reaches out to a few friends uh, when she needs to make a bad day better. Finding someone who cares about you to talk through it with you. Even sometimes, even if it's not talking about any deep subjects, but just connecting with another human being, uh, someone who you love and someone who loves you can help turn that day around. Kelly has some other things she does that I thought were really great suggestions. She has Spotify playlists titled Comfort and or encouragement, uh, or she has some daily mixes. She'll also take a hot bath with Epsom salts and lavender. So getting back into that, you know, bath kind of thing and self-care and a little pampering uh, can help turn a day around. Another thing that can turn a bad day around is, is to find a way to laugh. Uh, watch a funny movie or some funny videos on YouTube. Talk to a friend who makes you laugh. My mom uh, is... <laughs> She's very caring and loving, but she makes me laugh more than almost anybody. And so she's always a great one to talk to. Elizabeth says, if I'm just feeling cranky or overwhelmed, then usually a good laugh helps me reset. The best laughs, Elizabeth says, come from people who give me the space to have a dramatic episode and vent until I realize that I sound and look ridiculous. And then we both end up laughing at me. So I love that combination of the prior one of talking to a friend. And in this case, a friend who gives you that space to kind of go off on a rant and and let you work through it and and realize you're being silly and and let it turn into a a good laugh. Uh, On a similar or related idea, Shelly has a dance party. She says, no joke, just blasting some music in my living room and doing all my best and worst dance moves until I'm so exhausted that I can't remember why the day was bad or at least have pumped in enough endorphins to not care. I I love that idea, just to turn on some music that cheers you up. And I've got a couple playlists in my iTunes music uh, for music that energizes me. And that's a great way to kind of turn the mood around and help you feel better. Uh, A great... overarching kind of of topic or or approach to a bad day uh, is to to just keep things in perspective 
uh, find ways to cheer yourself up. And there were a number of people who who talked about this, that when a day is bad, for whatever reason, things that have happened, or just because you're just kind of feeling down, sometimes putting things into perspective can help you turn around. Suzanne says, take a step back and put some focus into it. It's a bad day, not the end of the universe. Stop and breathe. I love that. Jane says at the end of every workday, she writes reflections in her work bullet journal. She says, I reflect upon the day honestly, what went well, what didn't go well. If it was a bad day, this process is important as I can think and write about how to make it better tomorrow and write what I'll change. For example, she says, this week I realized at the end of the day that I'd been too hard on my apprentice. I decided to apologize to her and the next day I did. And that decision, having worked through that, she's she's saying, worked through that, realized what she'd done, come up with a solution and how she was going to deal with it. She says that decision helped her sleep well. I I think that's a great idea to help turn a bad day around is to process it in writing, you know, write journal about it, what what exactly went wrong and how will what will I do? What action will I take to make tomorrow better? Brooke says, in terms of keeping things in perspective, I tell myself that anything that could be done today can wait until tomorrow. I'll pick up my knitting, get out of my head for a while. If I start to feel better, I'll pick up where I left off. But if my bad day extends until bedtime, then I go to bed knowing that the next day will be better and set my mind to it. Um, great approach. Heidi says, I try to remember a time when I may have felt the same way and reflect back on how productive was my worrying or feelings of being overwhelmed. And I try to remember how things worked out. That usually helps me regroup. Uh, When you're in one of those days, and sometimes I have these days where I'm just feeling like I'm a failure at everything. And I may be able to point to something I did that I didn't feel like I did very well. Or I may just be having one of those days where I'm kind of hard on myself to stop, take a look back and think when, remember a time when I felt this way and things worked out, where where I was worrying didn't help, but things all worked out okay. Reminding myself of that can make a big difference on how I'm experiencing today. Christina had a day like that. She had a just a crummy day. She says, I didn't do any of my routines. I ate miserably. And that might have been the catapult to my derailing. And her response, again, was to put things into perspective. She says, I decided to forgive, forget, and cast on a new knitting project. So going back to one of the earlier recommendations to take a breath and then do something creative. Self-talk is so important. And Linda pointed that out in the group. Um, paying attention to what you're saying to yourself, because as we mentioned earlier, if you start out the day, you feel bad, and then you feel guilty for feeling bad, or you're beating up on yourself for having a bad day, uh, that doesn't help. It doesn't make things any better. So paying attention to how you're talking to yourself and trying to find kinder ways, extend grace to yourself when you have those bad days and let yourself experience it and make a plan for a better day the next day. There were a couple of people who shared some just general ideas on this whole concept that I really wanted to share. Katerina had a couple of different approaches. For her, it depends on what type of bad day it is. She says, when you say bad day, I think of the days where we may have a spell of bad luck, like your laptop breaks down, an appointment that would bring income when you really need it gets canceled, that sort of thing. And Katerina says, in these types of situations, personally, I let myself get angry or disappointed because these are indeed valid feelings we shouldn't be afraid of. When I cool off, I try to retrospectively assess the bad luck I've had that day and remind myself of all the things that are right and that are going well for me at this moment in time. I mainly focus on health. As long as I have my health, everything else can be dealt with. I can have the broken laptop repaired. I can reduce my expenses till I get more income. As long as we're alive and in good health, anything can be overcome. And 
if it helps, I just take a couple of minutes to be grateful for what I do have and dismiss the mishaps. I thought that was so wise. She, she Then she talks about a different kind of bad day. So a stressful day when things just seem overwhelming, things we talk about on the show a lot, our, our responsibilities, our tasks. Katerina says, on these days, I like to reassess my planner or tasks list. I choose to shift my priorities and give myself space to breathe and be more able to tackle the most important tasks, chores, or projects at hand. So that's a really good reminder as we look at how we're feeling and what brought us to that point. And if it's, we've just got too much on our plate and we're stressed out and overwhelmed, maybe it's time to to give ourselves a break, step back and reassess the priorities. And finally, Lil's, I think she kind of encapsulated a, a lot of the topics, a lot of the things we've talked about and the ideas of things we can do to, to make a bad day better. And Lil says, I think it's important to first calm down. Then she says, do one fun thing to reset the mood. Then if the day is really bad, ask for help. Um, she talks on forums in Facebook or Reddit, talks to friends. Then she says, get a babysitter or get takeout, whatever you need to do to make it easy on yourself. And then she says this, that I think is worth it for, uh, worth considering for all of us. She says, if every day turns out bad, then I think it's time to rethink and just think of a few changes that would make things better. Some bad days might be eye-opening on what life choices should be changed. So if you're, if we're continually having crummy bad days, maybe that's a signal that we need to take a step back, reassess how we're committing our time and our energy and our attention and plan to make some changes in the way we're doing things so that we can have those better days. I loved all the suggestions that everybody offered here. I would love to know what you think. How do you turn a bad day around? How do you make a a day that starts out bad better or a day that ends bad? How do you make the next day a better one? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Would you please consider sharing your ideas, your thoughts, your questions, either in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 229, or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a woman who listens to the show and you're in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a private group just for women who listen to this show. That's a great place to have these conversations. Lots of really smart, caring women will jump in with their suggestions as well. If you want to share your thoughts about this with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I'd love to hear from you. I want to say thank you. I've mentioned the names, but I am so grateful to be a part of the Productive Woman community uh, the the Facebook group is just amazing. The conversations we have there, the transparency with which women will ask questions and ask for ideas and help, and the kindness with which other women jump in to suggest solutions or just give a word of encouragement. It's just such a great place to 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 be, and I am so encouraged by the conversations that have happened there all the time, every day. I want to say a special thank you to each of the women who contributed ideas uh, for this episode. So Lucia, Jessica, Lils, Katerina, Linda, Christina, Heidi, Brooke, Jane, Suzanne, Elizabeth, Kelly, Rachel, Ruth, Chris, Merov, Shelly, Amber, Shauna, Monikia, Louisa, Beth, Anna, Jen, Lucy, Sherry, Emily, Teresa, Gina, Betsy, Alicia, Elena, Julia, Fiona, Corrine, Bailey, another Elizabeth with an S, Corey, Alessandra, Kiki, Jenny, Fernanda, Aaron, Ronette, Abigail, Anjou, Lauren, and Leanne. Thank you so much for your ideas and for sharing your wisdom with the community. 
Before we go, a word about our longtime sponsor, FreshBooks. And, and this is a word, especially to those of you who are listening, who operate a small business of your own. Do you remember when you started that business? It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and you know the occasional all-nighter. And I'm sure you've been very busy ever since. It takes a lot of work and energy and commitment to start a business. Well, why not make things a little easier? Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution that can help make things simpler for you. FreshBooks' invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than shoeboxes filled with crumpled receipts. It allows you to create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid you know, by some measures, at least two times faster because you can allow automated online payments. You can file your expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is important for those of us in the United States as we're approaching tax time again. FreshBooks users have clients all over the world, so FreshBooks lets you send invoices in the currency your clients use, and you no longer have to deal with the hassle of currency conversion. And the best part is that FreshBooks grows alongside your business. There are so many features there. I haven't even tapped into all of them uh, myself, Uh, but you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So I encourage you, if you run a business or you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, whatever, uh, join the 24 million people, including me, who've used FreshBooks, and you can try it free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section to get started. And one last reminder, if you wear eyeglasses or prescription sunglasses, uh, visit warbyparker.com TPW to try their free in-home try-on process. And then when you go to buy a pair, you find the pair that you like, again, visit warbyparker.com TPW uh, to find your perfect pair of glasses today. That's warbyparker.com slash tpw. And thank you so much to Warby Parker and FreshBooks for supporting The Productive Woman. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you again and again for spending this time with me. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope there was something in it that encouraged or encouraged you or gave you something you can put into practice in your own life today. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.